My wife is cheating on me with a homeless guy. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube and hit that bell to turn on notifications. I'm a 63-year-old male and my wife is cheating on me and spending all of her time with a homeless guy. Wow. I have been with Susie for 19 years. It's always been rocky, but the last two years have been hell. Two years ago in July, my wife met a hobo when she was bargaining shopping at the Salvation Army. She offered to let him do chores for food and a small amount of cash. Soon, he was sleeping on our couch. We offered to convert the garage into a small apartment or to allow him to live in our RV, but he was not interested. He seemed to always be around and usually slept on the couch. Last summer, my wife and I seemed to be very happy and everyone commented on how we acted towards each other. Then my wife suggested that I go out and see the Eagles concert by myself. That was odd, as she kept texting me and asking if I had set up a secret date. When I came home, it appeared that she she was the one on the date with the hobo. In late October, she told me that I had to move out as we are done, done, done. I moved into the garage as we had a lot of faux breakups over the last 19 years. My wife then asked me out for a Halloween party, but before we went out, we had to go jump the hobo's 30-year-old junker car. My wife was in a panic as his battery was dead. A few days later, my wife told me to just give her some space and we would get through this. The hobo was now living on the couch full time. A few facts. My wife comes from a very wealthy family that does not give her any money. She has not worked in 15 years. A bone of contention I have is that I do not make enough money. I generally earn between $10,000 to $15,000 a month. The hobo hasn't had a job in 8 years since he was released from a long prison term. This whole situation is unbelievable. She was 27 years old when I met her and I was 44. She sort of freaked out when I hit 60 years old. Of course, she is now 46 years old, but I'm still in better health than she is. I took her at her word that she needed two months. It stretched out to eight months. In May, she said she was going to visit her rich family for a couple of weeks, which is about 50 miles away. I left her alone, but then had business nearby and stopped by to say hi, and I was shocked to see the hobo driving her car. The hobo had his beater car towed away. The car was worth less than $300 charges. So I told him I would help him get a car. Susie was calling me in a panic as the hobo's car had been towed. Then on May 20th, I was on my way back to work when I saw our RV parked in an odd place. I stuck my head in to see what was going on and saw the two of them doing the deed. I was so dumb for so long. I resolved to end the marriage, but Susie pleaded that this was an aberration and that she wanted to stay married. The hobo was gone, apparently living in the RV. Now my wife is always gone. She goes grocery shopping and is gone for five hours at a time. This morning she went to church at 7 a.m. and is still not home 12 hours later. I'm a fool to even write this. It's been a very good 18 years. We traveled the world together and had many wonderful times until the last eight months. I have checked out dating but dating at 63 years old is nothing like it is when you're 29 years old. There is no way that Susie can stay with this hobo which a counselor told me that when a person has an affair with an unacceptable person, that person is making a statement, not seeking a replacement. But this has gone on for way too long. She insists that we are back together, but she is always gone. She continually argues that women I casually know were in fact torrid affairs. They weren't, as if that justifies her behavior. Am I the jerk? What should I do? Man, this is an awful position to be in. He obviously thought he was getting into a relationship for life, as many people do when they're getting 
getting married and then even provides this life for her where he's making what sounds like really good money and she doesn't have to work for 15 years only to be played for a fool and be taken advantage of. She wants her cake and to eat it too. She's probably attracted to this homeless guy but wants the stability of not having to work. I mean, she made it from her late 20s all the way until her mid 40s without working, which is pretty unbelievable. I just can't believe this guy's actually sticking around, but it sounds like his fear is having to go back out on the dating market as a 63 year old. The obvious answer here is despite all that, just leave. This is one of those situations where I don't see a way to salvage this, especially based on the way she's behaving. As one of the comments pointed out, whenever somebody asks you for space or for a break, take that point as the end of your relationship. This was the advice from someone who's the same age as him that responded to this. At this point, the OP is just an ATM, but do you think it's just as clear to leave or are you more on the side of the OP where you think that leaving is going to be harder because you're going to have to start dating from the age of 63? Let me know what you think down below. If you didn't know, there's actually a playlist in the YouTube description that has all the stories so you can play them in the background while you're commuting or gaming or planning to create a real estate empire, whatever it is you do, or just listen on the podcast. My wife cheated on me with a homeless guy in Las Vegas and I'm in love with my former sister-in-law. I'm finally at the point where I can't stand this anymore. I've been in love with this woman for a very long time. Maybe a couple of years at this point and I'm not sure if I should just end it or attempt to make something with her. I met my ex-wife, her sister, when I was 23 years old and the relationship developed very quickly. By the time I was 26, I had my son and daughter and had gotten married. However, within months of being married, my wife had an affair. But worse than that, the man she cheated on me with got her into the H the hair. After confronting her on this, she said she was going to get help, but instead she left in the night. I haven't heard from her in four years, and the last I heard, she's still with that homeless guy, and they're homeless in Las Vegas. Being focused on holding it together for the kids, I don't have the time to chase her down, nor do I want to after what she pulled. I ended up getting a divorce in absentia. I did, however, maintain a very positive relationship with my in-laws after the fact. Every other weekend, my kids stay over with their grandparents on that side and they pretty much treat me like a son still. I still go to parties at Christmas and am reasonably liked by the family. Nobody talks about my ex anymore, mainly to not worry my kids. My oldest, my son, is very hurt by his mother leaving. He's nine years old now and I've had to get therapy for him after he told me that he hoped his mother was dead. She had been treating him worse and worse verbally toward the end, which is when he was around five or six years old. Anyhow, in the year after my ex left, her sister and her boyfriend had started coming around a lot to see the kids. They knew I worked a lot and would babysit and call it practice as they wanted to have children of their own. My kids loved them and they were spoiled by them, which I didn't mind because we all need a little positivity. They got married and they were very in love. However, her husband died in a workplace accident shortly after the birth of their daughter. It has been extremely rough and painful for everyone involved as one can imagine. I followed my sister-in-law's example and began to take her daughter to give her time to herself if things got too hard to deal with or if she needed alone time. She's been in grief counseling for a few years but she still wears her ring and she told me that she can't ever imagine dating again. I talk to her about him frequently and she's gone to a better place but she's still very much in love with him. I can't imagine that sort of pain. Over the last last two years, we've been more of a constant figure in each other's lives. My kids love their aunts, and I also have her over for dinner a couple of times a week. My daughters and her daughter have become close and loving around each other, so they have sleepovers. I've moved on from my ex, but the idea of possibly
possibly dating someone as dangerous as their mother has kept me out of the dating scene. I don't know when it happened, but slowly I began to get soft on my sister-in-law. She's a great mom for what had happened to her. She's one of the sweetest people I know and her sense of humor always leaves me laughing and happy. Then I started realizing that I'm physically attracted to her. I've always felt kind of guilty about it because her late husband was a good friend. And since she's obviously still grieving, so I've kept it to myself. Since COVID started, we've been together a bit more because social distancing has had us lose contact with most other people. Nothing romantic has ever been discussed and I try not to flirt. But last week, it was very late after the kids went to bed. I made us a few drinks, not enough to get sloshed, but she decided she'd rather spend the night. So I took my couch. I woke up to breakfast this morning and the four of us felt like the sort of family I've always wanted. She even kissed my forehead, which is not something she normally does. I still didn't say anything, but after she left, I found my son quietly playing with his toys in his room. He looked upset, so I asked him if he was alright. He tells me point blank, in the way only a kid can, that he wishes that my sister-in-law was his mother. I sat down with him and asked him why he thought that way, and he gave a whole bunch of reasons about her being nice to him, that she never yells about anything, he likes seeing her at his grandparents, and she draws pictures with him, which I didn't know that they did together. By the end of it, my heart that is already melting for this woman is even more wound up. When visiting, dropping them off with their grandparents, I tried to breach a subject with her folks to kind of feel around how people would see. I made a joke about how she and I acted like a married couple sometimes and they didn't laugh and they were kind of standoffish, friendly, but either they know something or they disapprove. It's getting too hard for me to ignore or to pretend like it's not getting to me. I'm in love with her. Either I've got to end it or I've got to find some way not to think of her or I have to find some sort of way to navigate through this situation and tell her everything. If anybody out there has any insight on how to approach a widow, especially one who was married to a friend and is the sister of your ex-wife with this sort of intention, I could really use your help. What should I do? So it doesn't sound like there's any direct, actual, clear signs that the sister-in-law even likes him in that way other than I guess the kiss on his forehead but that doesn't necessarily mean that she's into him in a romantic way. There was a comment that brought up a lot of interesting points where it was pointed out that using this joke on her is probably a bad idea. The joke that he tried to say in front of his in-laws to see how it would fly and they were not into it. The reasoning is because she's fragile enough that it'll feel in turns both threatening and confusing for her. Which I can't imagine how that would be anything but confusing because in both scenarios starting with the one where she actually likes him like that, she's going to think that he thinks it's some sort of joke and in the situation where she doesn't like him in that way, she's going to think he's trying to come on to her or something. One of the other points was, are you absolutely sure you're in love with her as a woman? I mean, forget about the convenience and the comfort of it all, just her as an individual. Would you have chosen her without all of this going on? And to add to that, if the kids didn't love the sister-in-law as much as they seem to here, would that have played a role in terms of how he felt about her. It's obviously going to play a role no matter what, but would he feel the same way without that? Maybe he does really love her, but another alternative is that he's trying to seek some sort of stability or comfort in a world that was turned upside down with the wife cheating on him with that homeless guy in Las Vegas. And one last point that makes this more complex than it would be normally is that her ex-husband is dead. He's frozen in time 
exactly as she remembers him, and even the OP himself says she seems like she's still in love with him. Or better put in the same response, unlike your ex, her former husband has now been idealized for perpetuity. He will never do her any wrong. He will never be less to her, and he will always reign first in her heart. A love halted before its time and shrouded in grief can become a safe space for someone. As at least she can always say, I was married once. I did have that once. And depending on where she is in her grief, she may choose to stay there for a very, very long time and not go further. So if this was your close friend in this situation, what would you tell him to do? Let me know down below. Am I the jerk for leaving my husband at the clinic and driving off? I'm a 26-year-old female and I've been together with my husband, Austin, who's 35 years old for three years. He was married before me, but divorced his ex-wife because she couldn't have kids. Ever since I became pregnant, he did a complete 180. He became obsessed by constantly watching my every move and breathing down my neck. He even hung photos of the sonogram. He also came up with a list of what I am allowed and not allowed to do, like not driving, not eating certain foods, not working. But I stood my ground and I continued working. Also, not wearing high heels or watching certain shows or see my own family unless precautions were taken. It has been exhausting for me already, but he has made it 10 times worse. Yesterday, he woke me up at 7 a.m. and said we had to go to the doctor. I asked why since I wasn't feeling sick and he said he just had a hunch and I had to skip work and go with him to the appointment just to make sure because he felt something was wrong. I said no, but he went and called my boss and took the day off from me. I was just speechless, but decided just to go to get it over with. We got there after he kept scolding me for things that I did the night before that might have caused a problem, but literally there was no problem. The doctor told us that, but he asked her to check again and she did. He then asked her to check again, then again. I couldn't take it when he asked her again. I just got up, I took my bag and I walked out and left him arguing with the doctor. I got in the car and went home immediately. He kept calling me, then came home and started yelling at me for leaving him in the middle of my examination and then leaving him at the clinic. I blew up on him and I told him I couldn't stand his obsession anymore and that his paranoia made me feel paranoid. And it's beginning to affect my social life, my mental and physical health and my livelihood. He looked at me and then said I hurt him with what I said and that he was just trying to make sure the baby was fine. And I was being aggressive and irresponsible towards him and the baby this entire time. He said that I was acting like a neglectful mother when the baby isn't even there yet. Then he left and turned his phone off. This morning, he's acting distant and is expecting some sort of apology for what I did. Am I the jerk for overreacting and leaving my husband at the clinic and driving off? Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Uh, this sounds more serious than the OP probably thinks it is. It sounds like he has some serious problems going on. I mean, he just straight up left his ex-wife because that was a deal breaker. Okay. But then he becomes a maniac when his current wife gets pregnant and tries to micromanage every aspect of her existence. Maybe he just has some sort of paranoia that he's going to lose the baby because he's been wanting to have a baby for so long. That's probably how he would explain it. But how can the OP live like that? Once the baby's born, it sounds like he's either going to force her to have another baby and go through this whole process again or he's gonna just discard her in order to micromanage the baby this sounds like the precursor to somebody that's about to just totally go nuts and do something extreme i mean what happens if she defies him without realizing she's defying him and then he takes it as a slight what are the consequences i mean if he's willing to go through all of this how is he going to punish if he perceives that something happens puts the baby in jeopardy that's probably not a situation you want to stick around for but let me know what you would do if you're in this situation and jerk or not a jerk and why am i the jerk for telling my mother she can pay for my daughter's funeral since she's so concerned about it my daughter died eight weeks ago from sids she was six days old and as you can imagine it devastated the family i've been planning her funeral but even for a baby it's quite expensive my mother has been hounding me about getting it over and done with because in her culture people's funerals happen a few days after their death i've been saving for the past few weeks to give my baby the funeral she deserves and particularly for the urn I would like. I finally snapped at her yesterday and said, since she's so concerned about speeding up the process, then she can pay for the whole thing. This got her upset since she was trying to honor her culture. My dad thinks I was a bit of a jerk for snapping at her, but mostly for suggesting that she pay for it. Am I the jerk? Losing a baby has got to be so devastating that I don't think it matters about the culture unless you're the one that has lost the baby yourself. If the OP found solace in whatever culture they're referring to, by doing this and speeding it up, then that would be one thing, but it's an external force. It's her mother that wants her to grieve and react to this terrible situation in the way that she wants to. The only play for the OP here is to handle this the best that they can and what feels right for the OP. But what would you do if you're in this situation and jerk or not a jerk and why? Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and hit that bell to turn on notifications and check out the next story by going to the YouTube description down below so you can play it in the background while you chill. Either way, thanks a lot for watching. I'll see you guys next time.